0: You've tuned in to the Bellingham Podcast for the week of April 30, 2018, episode 78. From the city by the Salish
1: Sea, I am A.J. Barsay. And from the northwest of the northwest, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we got a guest reviewer coming at you. How about an alternative to some AirPods, kiddies? We got a great review of another product that might catch your eye. Hey, you know what? If we are traveling at the speed of light down the information superhighway, let's not get in the right lane and try to bully our way into uh, or in front of other people. Let's kind of cruise for a while, downshift a little bit, kick it into low gear, if you will. This is the Bellingham Podcast. That was very dry philosophical of you, Mr. Powell. Indeed. How's it going, AJ? Good, Chris. How are you doing? You know, I I often uh, chuckle at the introductory uh, salutations that podcast hosts give each other. Hi, you're listening to so and so, and this is the so and so podcast. How are you doing, AJ? Or I love the ones where it's like, hi, guys. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Anyway, none of that here. Well, I I can definitely say uh, AJ and I uh, are in high gear as we're recording this. And um, part of it is due to the beautiful weather that we've had up in 98226 uh, in the 49th parallel, 48th parallel. Yeah. Uh, got some great sun this week and so that definitely helps out the morale. Yeah, it so, does. Anyway, uh let's kick this thing this let's kick this thing. Let's click Let me try it again. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to we're not going to edit this part out. This is me trying to get my enunciation hat on. Let's kick the show off, what do you say? Oh,
0: that sounds good. So this episode is uh because we were doing our minimalism type of of series and we're talking about spring cleaning now that you have done that purge. Chris and I are of the belief that you buy the best ones cry once, get the best and you you go on with uh, that th- piece of equipment. So, what we're looking at is this is our kind of seasonal gear episode. That's right. And it's funny because when we first started the podcast, you know, Chris and I are, are gear hounds. Like we have bags of Paloozas. We've got tec- Tech Paloozas. Techa but in in several of the the more recent episodes, like we've been doing a great purge and we've been organizing our our either digital life or physical clutter and all this other jazz. And so really this episode's very gear light. It's more uh, it, at least coming from my my side of the house. It's more going to be on the horizon. Things that I'm investigating in in gear. Uh and well some some just useful tools that I've picked up.
1: It's some recon.
0: Yeah, some recon. So and uh and Chris you've mentioned to me before the show that you're kind of taking a little bit of a gear hiatus.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, for our listeners out there it's, it, Oftentimes when you listen to podcasts, the hosts are talking about nothing but new products, nothing but shiny. Uh, that too. Uh, and what a, what a countercultural uh, tack to take where it's like, you know, I'm going to take a season where I'm not going to be hunting for a whole lot of gear. I'm going to actually use what I got and drive it into the ground. And, uh, just kind of, you know, you accumulate a whole lot of stuff, figure out what works and let's have fun with it. Cause I think we want to have fun instead of always be searching for the latest and greatest. Completely. However, there are some... Very cool things as technology evolves and things get better uh, for us in products and such like that. You'll be talking about a couple items that have caught my eye uh, in some aspects, but yeah, let's let's uh, talk about some gear. So before we start
0: talking about gear, one piece of gear you got last season that I think is still with you is the Apple AirPods, That's right? right. Yeah. How have those been working out?
1: There is a term called ubiquitous, which is uh, meaning it's so entrenched in your life, you know, how could I live without them? And yeah, they're headphones. But guess what, I found so many wonderful uses for them. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a fan, I use them every day in multiple occasions in multiple contexts. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the the sound quality is still there. No, I haven't dropped it in a bathtub full of water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Yes, but no, you take good care of your stuff. That's rule number one in uh, in minimalism. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoy the Apple AirPods, and they they're not just for Apple devices. They're Bluetooth earpieces. They can work with other uh, items as well. So definitely a fan. I you know I, I this may be an instance. And we've talked about this on previous episodes that when a new update for a product comes out, like the new iPad or the new MacBook or the new iMac comes out, we've often besmirched the uh, price and the features and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, when the AirPods 2 come out, I'm definitely going to be taking a hard look at it because uh, it's, it's so oft used in my life.
0: Wow. Well, something I mentioned when we did do that bit um, about this time last year when you got those, uh, one of the things that I complained about is they modeled it after the the, the typical Apple ear uh, headphones, whatever they call them. Earphones. Earphones. Um, and they fall out of my ear. And so one of the things I've, I said is, you know, I, I, I'm kind of keep – I like the idea of having – uh, wireless headphones, but if they don't fit and they're not comfortable, I won't use them. Well, we have a guest reviewer. That's right. Uh, Rising Sun Sailor uh, Dan. He's uh, He is in the U- United States Navy and now stationed here in the U.S., so he's no longer in Japan, but hi, Danny. Konnichiwa again. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he got uh, he's a, a prolific Kickstarter backer, and he also does a lot of uh, just... He's an extended family
1: member of the Bellingham podcast.
2: (laughs) Anyway, let's let's go to the voicemail he left us. Hey guys, this is Dan, the Rising Sun Sailor, and I've got some gear tasting for you. Back in December of 2014, I backed a Kickstarter for a product called Hush. I was excited at the prospect of a wireless earbud, yes, well back before the AirPods, that would provide an all-night battery and give me not only white noise, multiple options to choose from, but also an alarm that wouldn't wake my wife. Fast forward to November of last year and I received an email from Hush stating that they had been bought by Bose and were releasing a new crowdfunding campaign for a revision to their original buds. Well I've since received my Bose noise masking sleep buds, easily the fastest funding to release I've seen, and wanted to share a quick review. First off, these things are comfortable. Aside from being very low profile, they fit snugly in my ear and do a great job of passively blocking sounds around me. They also sound great. then again I'd expect nothing less from Bose and they last all night with 10 different sounds to choose from there's a solid variety of white noise options to match whatever taste I feel like coupled with the earbuds there's also a solidly built puck like case that holds them on the recharging touch mounts magnetically for the not so good this is still a beta product yes the fit and finish is stellar but it can take a few tries for the app to actually find the sleep buds additionally going back to the case, it can take a few tries for them to sit properly and actually begin to charge. Finally, the alarm function can be hit or miss. On a number of nights, the buds seem to prioritize the white noise over the alarm itself, which isn't terribly helpful. I've already provided feedback to Bose, and none of these issues seem to be something that can't really be solved without an app update and firmware update for the hardware, with the exception of maybe the touch mounts, but even then, that's a pretty minor issue. As I mentioned, these are a beta product, so you can't buy them yet. But if you're looking for something to block out the noise when you sleep or work, they're definitely a product to keep your eye on in the future. Anyway, keep up the great work. Take care, guys, and sail safe.
1: I just love that review. That was hitting so many uh, points to my life. Thank you very much, Dan, for your review of those Bose uh, wireless earphones. Uh, two things that I have uh, something you know that I need in my life is to be able to block out noise uh, with white noise, uh, and and it, as I'm sleeping, and to be able to wake up in the morning uh, with an alarm that doesn't wake up my beautiful wife. And so, great. Perspective on things. Thank you very much for contributing that uh, review. When
0: I when I was listening to his voicemail and he talked about the there's a little bit of that glitch on this beta product that it it favored the white noise over the alarm. Immediately I was just like you had a, something similar with with a wearable once.
1: Yes, yes. Well, a wearable on my wrist, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, with the Fitbit, and I I went to the newer product of the Fitbit, uh, and unfortunately the alarm which normally vibrates enough on my wrist to wake me up. Uh, did not vibrate <laughs> violently enough, and so if I slept through the alarm, and it was like, "Oh, crikey, I'm late." But anyway, um, I hear you, uh, Rising Sun Sailor. You're you're among. Uh the, the family here. So yeah, good, good on you. But,
0: uh, yeah. yeah so check, check those out. If you, if you're either anti Apple or maybe you're, if you're like me, you're, you're not, uh, for the the Apple AirPods because of, you know, the, the fit and uh, finish. It sounds like these, these Bose ones are have a pretty good fit
1: and finish to it. Bose them. always have premium yeah. products no matter what they put out. So yeah. And I had some Bose earphones back in the day with the kind of the swirly black and white, uh, wired earphone uh, c- uh, b- device and it sounded just awesome uh, with the bass and the highs and the lows and everything like yeah. that so anyway
0: anyway so keep that keep that on your radar uh,
1: so chris what's what's something that you're looking at this this season you know uh, this doesn't necessarily come under da 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 yeah yeah but uh <laughs> Other than coming up with new jingles for our, <laughs> our bits. Uh, there's a particular app that I had uh, become aware of on a podcast. And so this is this is your uh, co-host getting serious on you right now. Um, there is an app out there called Traffic Cam. And uh, this is traffic with a C-K in it. So traffic with a K, C-A-M. And uh, it's a free app for both iPhones and Androids. And what this does is it's, it allows you to take pictures it's, uh, the, the, what they're asking you to do is to take pictures of the hotel rooms that you're staying at, of uh, the walls, of the, of the uh, furniture, or the accessories of the bathroom, uh, et, cetera, et cetera. because this gets uploaded into a big database. And what this is for is it helps law enforcement officials and other uh, entities uh, try to stop trafficking of people, uh, such as kids, and such. And a number of uh, episodes ago, we talked about a couple of nonprofits in Whatcom County. One of them was En Refuge Ministries, and they work on rescuing and restoring uh, women who have been trafficked. This app is free. We go to hotels all the time. We meaning all of us listening and talking right now. Um, It takes very little effort to snap some pictures of walls, but what it can do to help in this horrible issue and I'm editorializing. This is only my view right now. I think this is a great app for you to check out. T-R-A-F-F-I-C-K-C-A-M. If you Google that and check it out, I think it would be well worth your time if you're heading out on travels.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, basically, from what I understand of it, it's just adding the pics and looking at the decorum and the layout of the room and it adds it to a database so that if a picture or something comes up, um, they can kind of help locate perhaps where that picture was...
1: It's very similar to the Google image search where you you upload or you drag a photo into the Google search. If you go to images.google.com, drag a photo in there, it will search the web for other similarly similarly, uh, pixeled photos. And this may help law enforcement officials find out, oh, that hotel room is over here in... Danbury, Connecticut. Sure. Uh, So anyway, give it a try. Check it out sometime and uh, give it a try. Cool. So
0: quite a few shows back, I had made a public service announcement of, you know, uh, take it a little bit slow on the road especially when lights turn yellow. That's why I did the hook. I know. I, I, know, I caught that part. Thank yeah. you, Chris. Uh, and so since that incident, um, my my own father actually uh, got me a dash cam. You know, those oh, yeah. cams that a lot of people on the internet kind of joke about uh, because a lot of footage come as, comes out of Russia, of everybody in Russia has a dash cam, right?
1: Including a movie about uh, dash r- cams r- as well.
0: Right, right, yeah. right. But um, that that aside, uh, no, I'm not trying to film the streets so I can catch the next meeting. Strike here in the the northwest of the northwest, <laughs> but um, ever since that, uh, it's just a simple dash cam that uh, I run. It runs off of USB, plugs into your outlet in your in your vehicle, and it just suction cups to your your windshield. And in our state, um, I, I did some looking. This mileage may vary based on your state because of the obstruction laws with visibility in your vehicle. But it looks like Washington State, it, it's it looks like it's apparently fine to do. So I have it suction mounted to my my windshield, um, not in my field of view. And I just drive around normally, I turn on the car, it turns on immediately, it starts recording. What's cool about the one that I have, and I have the Uniden Eyewitness, I as in like iPods, so it's lowercase. Oh, lower-cased. now they're getting funky with the I titles. Know, yep. I know, Eyewitness uh, Accident Cam. Um, the, the tech specs, they're not really stellar, um, but it's really affordable under $100. Um, 1080p, 25 frames per second. It has an aperture so that you, if you drive at night, it does a decent job getting night uh, video. But it also what I like about this one is it has a G sensor, what they call it. And what that is 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 if you are in an accident if there's a jostle it automatically locks the file the last file that it recorded so typically speaking when you have a dash cam it's on a constant loop it just when you run right. out of space it goes to the first one that you did yes. deletes it gets you more space and it keeps recording. This one has a sensor that if there's an impact, it locks that last file so that it cannot be overwritten. Very good. And so if you are in an accident, or um, I recently had a test case of this, um, I may even put a link of, to the video because <laughs> I have it on YouTube oh, yeah. of bad uh, drivers here in Bellingham. When somebody decides on a one-way street with two lanes, decides to turn left and you're in the left lane and they're in the right lane, and almost takes out your front end, if you immediately hit your brakes, it ha- that's enough of a, a slight jolt that it will lock that file and keep recording. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, if you are like me and you're a little bit traumatized of uh, driving on the roads lately, um this could be a really cool uh, a really cool dash cam. It's really simple to use. No setup really required. Um, because if the car is on, it's on. If the car is off, it's off.
1: I like the fact uh, as you were describing this uh, is how I've seen GPS uh, devices and other peripherals for a vehicle, they have to have mounting mm-hmm. set up and they have to have internal wiring for this. Plug in a USB, stick it up, it up on your windshield yep. and you're re- ready to roll. Yep. I like that. That's the yeah. portability.
0: Exactly. And that's, that's the reason why I, I really, uh, Daddy did get on this one. Like it's it's been a great technology talisman because ever since I got it, Chris, I haven't been in another accident. It's well, a tech here, talisman. Knock on,
1: <laughs> yeah. knock on the table. Here's but, hoping that doesn't happen.
0: Right. But anyway, so take a look at it. If you've been looking for a dash cam, but you don't want to spend an arm and a leg because these things are expensive. And oh, yeah. honestly, you don't need 4K. As long as you have a wide field of view, like a GoPro style wide angle f- field of view and, and 1080p, it's more than enough if you were in an accident that you have footage that you can show either law enforcement or your insurance if you need to prove fault.
1: Excellent. Sounds great.
0: Along those same lines, I, I'd also want to point out that uh, in the event you're listening to this podcast locally, uh, you are
1: not at fault, but you are listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. KMRE is a low-power community radio f- station here in Bellingham, Washington.
0: So you might be listening to us uh, in your car with this cam. So that, If that's it right. happens
1: to be Thursday around 9 or Saturday around one thirty <laughs> or so.
0: <laughs> All right. So the next bit of equipment that I, I've recently acquired, and I've used one for years, um, but ma- mostly because uh, I use it at work, is an Epson L. W three hundred. It is
1: a label maker. Label makers are the secret weapon to productivity and technology. Ah, uh, this thing is the goods. So if
0: you if you come from the old school days of of like yeah those old ones where you press it into ka-ching, the, ka-ching, yeah yeah ka-ching, ka-ching, that ka-ching, is not this. This is basically a, like, a, uh, like a like a like a receipt printer built into a label maker. So you can print borders, different kinds of fonts. Uh, different size fonts all on the same tape. And also you can get different tapes. You can get like iron-on tapes in case you have a little one and you need to make sure that their backpack has their name in it. Um, Prints on ribbon, all this other jazz. The reason why I like this one is that it, it gives you the most bang for your buck. You're looking at like 30 bucks for the printer and you get two tapes with it or one one or two tapes depending on, on uh, the package that you find. I've got a, a mul- link to the show a notes. multiple
1: month supply.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it's it's several meters of of tape. But the one complaint that I've had with using label makers over the years um, and m- several other people have always mentioned this is kind of like ink for your printer. You, you feel like you need to just throw out your printer and buy a new one because it comes with ink and it's cheaper than buying the replacement ink for the printer. Yep. Well, with label makers, it's the same way and sometimes they're proprietary. Not in this case. Uh, I have a link in the show notes for literally the name of the the outlet is... The label queen. Uh, All hail the
1: label queen.
0: The label queen. Basically, you get the, and it's good quality tape. I mean, it's like the Ebsen stuff, the the name brand stuff. Um, It's kind of like ibuprofen versus Advil.
1: It's labels worthy for a
0: queen. It is labeled for a queen. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, for the price of what you would typically get one OEM tape, you get two. Um, And I got a link in the show notes, so it'll save you some cash. If you go down this route, you're looking at like 30 bucks for the machine. And, you know, uh, with the label queen, I think I paid for two tapes, like
1: $14. Perfect. So, I mean, and like I said, that's several... You're going to be labeling up a storm. Yes. And you may not have to relabel over the labels labels, uh, in the future. And you'll find things to use it for. And it'll be a great way to organize your life.
0: Yeah. So yeah, labeling. I think it's great, especially if you're doing purging or labeling and just getting yourself more organized. I mean, it's a helpful tool and you don't have to spend a lot of money doing it. Uh, Chris, are you spending any money trying to, you know,
1: get things better organized or take better notes or anything like that (laughs) along the lines of taking better notes? Yeah, no, uh, definitely, uh, this is the seesaw of technology and the analog. Now we're swinging down to the analog side. Um, I, I'm battling on a daily basis decision fatigue in the grocery store, in life, in the websites uh, I visit, et cetera, et cetera, and I want to eliminate the choices that I have. And you know, when you have such a variety as you're exploring many avenues of what to have in your information diet and in your life, um, I've talked in many episodes about buying this particular journal. Uh, I've bought a Leuchtturm bullet journal. I bought a Baron Fig confidant. I bought a Moleskine professional, uh, big horkin eight and a half by eleven size, and they're all great. And they all have the. But I haven't been able to have the one. And I and I'm doing this thought exercise right now where I'm saying I'm going to roll with one thing, one notebook and one pen as I'm writing or jotting at work, at play, at home, uh, out and about. I want to have one thing that I bust out if I need to jot down a thought or uh, doodle if I need to. And in thinking about that, I'm really uh, digging the Field Notes Pitch Black XL, uh, the larger size Field Notes notebook. It's about the size of my hand. Uh, And for a pen, I've really got into the Uni Ball Signo, 0.3 0.3 millimeter. I'm down with the 0.3 millimeter pen, but this one is colored dark blue. Huh. Not quite black, not quite blue. <laughs> ah. It's somewhere in between. All right. And it's just, it, it, it it's, I love how it writes. I love how it looks on the notebook because I'm kind of getting a little bit of a list, mental list where I don't have to use my phone uh, on that. But I, I, along with the analog side, I'm uh, I got my one LED multi-tool uh, I've, I've got my one led, I'm sorry. I got one multi-tool, uh, led light pocket knife for the everyday carry. Uh, and so it's just one, one thing that I have to keep track of hmm. and throw in my bag, uh, which at this point is the averki uh, venue XL. Yep. Uh, yep. Side, see, see previous podcasts. That's about right. That bag. And so I'm not really looking for, uh, uh, any uh, replacement bags because I want to actually go three years with it and drive it into the ground. So anyway, that's what I got going on. How about you? Uh, what what maybe uh, on the analog side, uh, it, perhaps? So a few episodes back, I mentioned that I got back
0: into analog photography and doing uh, film. And so I got two different film bodies. I pumped three different rolls of film through it. And in doing this process, I realized I need some other tools to, to do this type of work. There you go. So two things that I needed to get was a light table and I needed to get a loop. Uh light table is just simply a, uh, used to be back in the day, a physical table with a light that showed up through glass. Nowadays with LED technology you can get it super thin, like thinner than an iPad. And uh, I've got one in the show notes that's really great. Usually they're used for tracing these days to teach kids how to draw, but I've got one that works really good with negatives. Uh, And it's only like 20 bucks, it's great. Runs off of USB, has a dimmer in it and such. The other thing is a loop. And a loop is basically a magnifying glass with a cup on the bottom so that you can set it on top of something and not have to squint through one eye or be like a crazy watchmaker with something attached to your head. Or like Popeye. Yeah, or be like Popeye and squint. I went through several websites trying to find a good priced loop because they can get expensive really quick. Basically you're buying a lens. Like if you're a photographer, you're used to spending a lot of coin on a lens so I, I narrowed it down to um, a company that actually I use their their other eye loops for jewelry eye loops for watchmaking, and they're a brand called Carson. You've probably seen the, uh, a Carson Lumi Loop before, uh, because if you go to through airport TSA screening, that um, that that cup that they have with a black top, and they put their eye on it when they look at your passport. Is probably a Carson Lumi Loop. Um, they make another one called the Lumi Loop Plus, which is just a little bigger version of it, and it lets in more light because of the cup, the dome more on power. it. More power. More um, power. Actually, you can get them in different uh, powers, uh, zoom powers. I have an eleven and a half uh, x on mine, and it's great for looking, spot checking your negatives to see is it sharp, is it, uh, is this, is are you willing to spend money to get a print because I'm dealing with analog film you know, to minimize cost, I have to spot check every all of my my negatives. But take a look at the Carson optics, especially if you're a photographer, or even if you're like me, and, and uh, you're a watch nut, you want to have a loop that you can kind of see the detail of, of dials, or maybe um, if you're uh, into making jewelry, and you need something to simply magnify something, Carson makes some really good product for the price that they're at. Relatively speaking, there's a I uh, there I kind of get the, the vibe that a lot of people knock off their designs, and it's funny because the knockoffs aren't too far off in price than the actual Carson Optic stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, spend the extra dollar or two and get the where it actually comes from. I think you'll be happier with it. Very cool. Um, but anyway, the Loop Plus, you're able to basically um, adjust the field of range uh, for where it,
1: it focuses on. So this is something you're, you're keeping your eye on then? I am keeping my eye on
0: it. So, uh, so yeah, take a look at those, those two links in the show notes. The other thing that I, I recently got and I returned only because, uh, I got the the wrong version is Peak Design's field pouch. Uh, it's a small, I mean, small pouch, uh, to put like a small mirrorless camera or it can be a little, little, it's about the size of, um, if you remember in the nineties, a fanny pack. Imagine a fanny pack in size, but not look like a fanny pack. That's basically what this Peak Design uh, Field Pouch is. Great if you're a traveler and you need something to put all your cables and batteries and such in. Or if you're an analog photographer like me, basically this is a small satchel so that you can have your film rolls or a notebook so that you can, you know, note where you're taking your shots or um, keep an extra lens. It's basically a companion bag for any bag. So that, that's what I'm looking at. It's more of the analog side of things as well, Chris. And honestly, like the things I have on the horizon is the things that you already mentioned. Um, I'm not, I haven't found my one only pen. Um, I kind of, I pretty much grab anything. As you can tell with my podcasting bag over there, I got everything from a Bic to a, let's find out actually what I've got in here. It, but they're both Bic. Uh, one's an intensity fine and one's just a cheapo Bic pen. Pens are hard for me to, to, to really narrow down on, man. I, mm. I don't have like my one only with that
1: it's but here's the thing i'm, I'm sensing a, 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 a revolving or ongoing theme with what we're doing we will go research a whole lot we got to get hands-on so we'll buy a whole lot of stuff you know we'll go first mm-hmm. um in the subject of pens tornado or retro 51 tornadoes yep, yep. um lami safaris yep. and uh, uh fisher space pens et cetera, et cetera, and, and all these different types they're all great but is there one that can be what you're using now? Well, in 2018, a lot different than how it was in 2015. Sure. And tastes change, people evolve. We're just finding that at this point, this is where we're at. And uh, some of you may not be aware of some of the things that we've checked out in research. Um, I'm definitely just enjoying a three dollar fifty cent UniBall <laughs> Signo yeah. uh, with dark blue. <laughs> you know, that's just where I'm at right now as we're approaching a warm season uh, in. 2018. I think mine's a lighter
0: blue than your dark blue, but
1: yeah, it was probably about a $2.79 or whenever I picked it up. Sure. But and go with what you got and yeah. save some shekels to be able to hit that big purchase when the time comes. Yeah.
0: The, the Mont Blanc. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. That one.
1: Exactly. <laughs> the
0: other thing that I've, I've got my eye on is, um, a, uh, a new knife. So I've, I've had the Opinel, uh, which is a French brand. Uh, and I had their number eight, and uh, I lost it, it actually fell out of my, I had a hole in my pocket, so, mm-hmm. you know, bummer.
1: I hate it when that happens. Yeah, I'm sorry
0: not, about that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, what's great about that knife is it looks good, it's classic design, it's French made, they're like 15 bucks. And so I got another one and I, I, I was on the fence when I got that first one because they have a number eight and a number six. One's three and a quarter and the other one's like two and seven eighths of an inch or something like that. And uh, the number six, I was kind of looking at it going, man, I think it would be a little bit too small. I ended up getting the number eight. It was actually too big. I felt like for everyday use, everyday carry type of thing. Uh, so I actually went and got the olive handled nail number six and I love it. I think it's great. It's, it, it's a classic design. I'm not big on the tactical look, never really have been. Um, I like the functionality that the tactical look brings, but I'm not really down
1: with like Tactical. You're you're more of the elements style. Uh, in a yeah. lot of ways, I took a look at the Opinel site recently, and they have uh, a lot of wood-based mm-hmm. handles, but they also have not really stealth black, but they have neon-colored yeah. handles and, and some things. But the but the thing is, the functionality yeah. of the a French-made knife mm-hmm. is par excellence, yeah. if you will.
0: It is, and so I, I really like it. Um, but it is a bit dainty. I mean, the blade is a little bit thin and stuff. And I, you know, I, I would not recommend this to pry something open like a, a bottle or something like that, a bottle cap or something. Uh, so anyway, I, I stumbled upon through Instagram, actually, a brand called the James brand. And the James brand has these two, these two knives. I'm actually looking at the Elko, E-L-K-O and or the country. Um, and the country is basically a, more of a wood handled uh, knife. Uh, a little bit more robust. The Elko is kind of smaller. Kind of, I, I imagine it's probably about the size as my as my um, Opinel number six, um, but it has some extra functionality to it. It's it's just kind of more of a modern design. It's a little bit more reserved. Um, looks like it's strong as heck. And I think the back part where it clips onto a keychain, if you so choose, is also a bottle opener. So oh, you kind of have. I'm I'm kind of I don't want to go like the route of the Swiss Army knife, but I want something along that lines where it's something functional but doesn't. Scream tactical brands. If you're listening to me, can you offer something else other than tactical? Like, but for some people, we like tactical. I get that, and you have a lot more offerings than some of us that are a little bit more reserved, but want the functionality. Like, I'm not. I'm down with the functionality of tactical. I, but I don't want it to scream like aggro.
1: Yeah, you know. I hear you, and and you know, oftentimes you get to a place where you're like, okay, I don't need to be completely Rambo. Uh, style as I'm walking around the farmer's markets. Yeah, but and I, I encountered that quite a bit. Yeah, I just I just want something that will hold up yeah, to everything. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right, dude, let's wrap this up. Yep.
0: So that wraps up for this 78th edition of the Billion podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us on the Google Play SoundCloud and everywhere else you love to listen to us, including on Camry 102.3 FM. Low power. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the city by the Salish Sea. On that note, we'll see you next week. I'm AJ Barsay.
1: And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. I can't believe we just did an anti-gear gear gear episode. Yeah, that's really like the whole Mobius strip of a a discussion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have to remember, Chris, there is no gear. (laughs)